everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Coach Mack and Alema Harrington for joining us on a football Friday. Always a lot of fun. But let's basketball. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, he joins us each and every Friday. He's our friend Howard back with us here on the big show. Hi, Howard. Happy Friday. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. So does this uh, weird, extremely long NBA season end tonight, Howard? (laughs) My gut says yes, but... um... It, like, it has that feel, but I also think we'd all be foolish to underestimate the, the heat and the fight in that team. And, you know, when they were on the ropes down 2-0 and no Dragic, no Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler just pulls off one of the great performances in finals history, um, that shows you, I think, the character of, of, of him and, and of that team. And I just think that it's fair to believe that facing elimination you're going to see the absolute best from them and Adebayo's had another couple of days to kind of get his body right then recover a little further from that neck injury and you know if he's closer to 100 percent tonight and Jimmy Butler you know does what he can do like they've got a shot they've got a shot but I also think that you know and I know this is kind of the, the talking in circles basically but you know LeBron has this thing in his sights and there's no way he's going to you know, let that opportunity slip away. Now they've got three shots, of course, to close it out. So, um, you know, that, that, that's always in the back of your mind too. But I think, you know, him having been in, in these positions before, having also been on the other side of being down 3-1 and come back from it, um, you know, the Lakers will go as he goes. And I, I, I you know, I got to think that we're going to see the best of LeBron and Anthony Davis tonight too. So, yes, I do think they close out. No, I don't think we should underestimate the Heat's ability to push this to Sunday. So I, I always bring the important questions to you, Howard, because uh, you're such a wise uh, sage. But I, I wrote a column recently singing the praises of LeBron James. Uh, real obvious, right? I mean, one of the all-time greats. And I essentially... Uh, imploring people to watch and to remember what they're seeing because one day they won't see it anymore. And it's remarkable to me in this day and age how much blowback you get for even things like that. And in particular, LeBron, because there are a lot of people out there for whatever reason who don't like uh, certain things he says or they don't like uh, the way he's kind of egocentric at times. They don't like this. I can't believe how many people have this sort of built-up anger at LeBron James. Will you please explain that to me? I wish I could. I wish I could. I mean, it, it's there's he should not be polarizing, um, and he's polarizing for all like the dumbest reasons. Um, I think people either they dislike him because of the decision, which was ten years ago already, and he was a different person and much younger, and I don't think he would do it the same way again. Um, or they don't like the idea that he exercised his free agency at all and that he, he was audacious enough to leave Cleveland to go to Miami or to leave Miami to go to Cleveland or to leave Cleveland to go to L.A. Maybe they don't like the fact that he hops around a bit. 
um, maybe they're of an you know, older generation and they're clinging to the idea that Jordan is the greatest of all time and they don't like the idea that LeBron is a threat to it. Um, you know, maybe they don't like uh, him being so vocal politically. I mean, there are any number of reasons why people might dislike him as, as a player or otherwise, but the guy has done nothing but uh, conduct himself, I think, you know, essentially perfectly for 17 years since he entered this league. Never been in trouble off the court. Never done anything really that that would um, be worthy of, of serious criticism other than that show, the decision. And again, 10 years ago, and, and it wasn't that big of a deal, really. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know what it is that, that, that people find so off-putting about him. He's an incredible athlete, an incredible competitor, an incredible leader. He's great in the community. He's, he's you know, I, I, I just, I think all the way around, he's somebody who, um, even if you don't like his team or even if you don't like maybe the way he sometimes has um, exuded, you know, his brand of confidence on the court or whatever it may be, I just, I don't see how you could do anything but respect him and what he's achieved and, uh, and what he's built himself into. It, it's, it's strange. It, it really is strange. I've seen this uh, debated on the social media lately, but is Anthony Davis his best sidekick? I struggled with this because, you know, Kyrie Irving is obviously just this incredible talent and this really creative you know, uh, guard with the ball in his hands and can score in, in so many different ways. And Dwayne Wade is one of the all-time greats and a Hall of Famer and, you know, won two championships, championships, yeah, two championships with LeBron and was a guy who, you know, even before LeBron was there, won a championship, uh, albeit with Shaq at his side. But, you know, Dwayne Wade uh, was, was the, the, you know, the driving force of that team. So Wade is the obvious choice here. I think AD over Kyrie is actually easy at this point. Um, I, I reluctantly came to the conclusion that Anthony Davis is, in fact, his best teammate. And, the, and there's a couple different reasons why he gets them out over Dwayne Wade at this point. One is that it was an older Wade, and, and we saw that by the end, you know, Wade was breaking down. It's one of the reasons that LeBron left Miami to go back to Cleveland was that at that point, Dwayne Wade was, was really starting to erode. And so, one, you can you, if you want to compare not – peak AD to peak Wade, but the Wade that LeBron got to play with, yeah, was still really great for, for a couple of years there, but he did start to wear down. Um, they also had a lot of overlap in their games. They were both guys who were primary ball handlers who could score and make plays. Um, Anthony Davis doesn't need the ball in his hands, but he can do things with the ball in his hands, even as a big man. Um, he's a better three-point shooter, Anthony Davis, than, than Dwayne Wade. And he makes a much bigger impact defensively. And that's not a knock on Wade, who was one of the great shot-blocking guards of all time and a, and a decent defender. But it's not the same effect as a, a 6'10 guy who can guard five positions. And so, you know, Anthony Davis just has so much to his game. And I think just if you were, if you were taking – even if you took peak Anthony Davis, peak Chris Bosh, peak Kyrie Irving, peak uh, all of them, and you just lined everybody up and you said, who, who would be the best fit for LeBron James? Who's the most – complimentary to him you'd go with the skilled big man you'd go with anthony davis so howard i don't want to diminish what the importance of what's going on tonight and maybe jake has another question about the finals but i'm skipping ahead a little bit here i want to know from you what do you think will be 
the the biggest story this offseason? Oh, boy. Um, well, the biggest story is going to be when next season will start um, and then what it's going to look like. Uh, it's not going to be a bubble, but could it be a series of mini bubbles? And are our teams going to be in their home markets? Are they going to have – you know, how, how are they going to do it? So the format and the starting date – of next season is the biggest story. The second biggest, and it's and it's, and it's tied to that, is uh, how they're going to figure out the, the players, uh, and the players union, and the league, the, the salary cap, all the finances. Um, you know, there's there's some huge negotiations that have to go on just to, to get the collective bargaining agreement to a place where everybody feels satisfied and that they can, that they can can function next year. And then once we get past all of the mechanics of, of the league. Then I think it's more about, well, is Giannis going to take the Supermax from the Bucks, or is he going to decline it? And if he does, is it an indication that he wants to move on? Is that going to put trade wheels in motion? Do they play out a season with him uh, with the risk of losing him next offseason? Um, you know, there are some other just you know, player-related free agency and trade-related type things that are lingering out there, you know, Bradley Beal's future. But I, I think once we get past the mechanics of just getting next season – in order, then I, I think the biggest story becomes Giannis. This is probably a difficult question to answer, Howard, on on the hurdles to get to next season. But how how are they going to figure the salary cap out? They can't do that by the book, right? I mean, they can't go by basketball related uh, BRI, or else uh, no. I mean the the cap's going to fall off a cliff. So what what are the what are the right. possible solutions for that? That is exactly the question that Adam Silver and Michelle Roberts have to figure out, uh, along with their uh, collective staffs. Um, I, I I don't have a great guess here. My belief is that you artificially keep everything where it is. So you know, if the cap was going to be you know 116 million or whatever, and you know the the maxes all feed off of that, and all the salary structures feed off of that, you keep it all artificially there. But whether it's using an escrow system, as they've done frequently in the past, or whether it's just a, you know some kind of proportionality where you just say, well, it's 116 on the books for the sake of argument, but really teams are going to spend at this lower level, um, and we're going to set up a mechanism to do it so that we don't just run into the red the whole time. Um, it, it's hard to have the cap just collapse on you because then everybody's over the cap, Everybody's all of a sudden in luxury tax uh, territory just based on formulas. Um, no, there is no free agency, <laughs> not, not, not really. So that, that's too problematic. So they, they have to find a way to artificially keep it up. Um, and and there's, you know, there's been talk of trying to maybe carry over the losses over several seasons, essentially smooth out the losses in the same way that they once proposed smoothing out the gains from the new TV deal, which the union rejected at the time, which was what allowed KD to end up in Oakland. Um, anyway, it's a complicated mess. Uh, I am as curious as you are to see how they yeah. figure out that math problem. I, I agree with what you're saying, Howard. I don't know how else they could do it. They, they have to compromise on this a little bit and, and as you said, smooth it out. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it's, what, what can happen? Yeah, it, it it just it just becomes um, very uh, confusing, complicated, and and, it, and it, it, you, you can't you can't function if you're just going to use the same old formulas and have it all co- kind of collapse on you and have the numbers uh, come down. It just it, it it screws up everything. 
Jake, Jake and I were talking yesterday about uh, about this subject. I looked at the Vegas odds on teams uh, next year winning a championship, assuming there is a season and everything's in place. And the Golden State Warriors were, were pretty high on that list. Uh, do you think that we're going to see the Warriors storm back into competitive mode right away? I think we we can safely assume that they're going to be really, really good. Now, are they championship-level good still? You know, uh, Clay Thompson won't have played in over 18 months, you know, 20 months, whatever it's going to be. Um, Steph Curry obviously had an injury season. You know, he's still coming back from uh, – they don't have Kevin Durant anymore. You know, Draymond Green's a little older. And how does Andrew Wiggins fit in with that group once they're whole? Is Andrew Wiggins even still there? Or have they flipped him plus the number two pick in the draft for something else? Um there's a lot about that supporting cast that we don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a great starting point to have Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but they all have a lot of miles on them, and it's been a while since they've all been together and whole and healthy. So, you know, I assume they're a top four team next year. I assume they're in the mix. I assume they're right up there with the Clippers and the Lakers and the Nuggets, um, and and, and that, that would be my top four off the top of my head, assuming, you know, nothing crazy happens. But – um, but I think there are some caveats there with the Warriors or just some unknowns. Howard Beck with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, just asking a quick jazz question for you, Howard, uh, and I know we've asked you about Mike Conley all season long, but he's been the biggest story uh, around here. As you kind of look back on the season, put a bow on it, can you give us a, a review of Mike Conley's first year in Utah? Yeah, I mean, I know overall, I assume it's probably considered a disappointment for, you know, for the team and and for fans there. Um, You know, I always had the concern about, you know, where he was just in terms of his overall trajectory of of his career because of the age and the miles and and, and some of the injuries he's gone through. And, you know, look, guys can rally from that. He obviously had a a bumpy season, both basketball-wise, health-wise, but he's a really smart player too. And like not all players age well, like the players who rely a ton on their athleticism and not much on their, their guile or their ability to just kind of read the game. Those guys don't age well. Mike Conley's going to age well because um, he never was a guy who relied a ton on athleticism and he's just super smart. And he's, he's also, you know, as you guys know, just a great guy and a great leader to have. So I think a full healthy season will will benefit him and benefit them. Um, I do think they still have some things to functionally figure out about how much the ball should be in his hands versus Donovan Mitchell's hands and how much do you want them on the court together versus alternating. Um, you know, especially, you know, the, the more Donovan Mitchell evolves and, and grows, and we've seen obviously some great leaps by him, and, and he certainly had a, a really nice run in the bubble. Like, that, you know, the temptation is going to be to say, well, he should have the ball as much as possible. And so there's – does that make Conley just, you know, an off-ball, uh, you know, three-point spot-up shooter? Um, is, is that, you know, is that okay for him is, is, at this stage of his career? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do think those are questions that they're going to have to face eventually. Howard, thank you very much for jumping on with us. As always, we look forward to it each and every week. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. 
Thank you, Howard. That's uh, our friend Howard Beck for your daily assist, brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check him out online, leesheatac.com, or call him 801-747-LEES. The, the salary cap thing, Gordon, is, is going to be know. fascinating to me What to see what solution that they come up with. You know, I think all three of us, so we ran it by Howard there, agree that going by the book and just going off the BRI for this past season, that just that's just not going to work. They absolutely can't do that. You imagine if you were a free agent oh. uh, scheduled for this oh. particular time? No. It, it, yeah, they, they've got to make they adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we are at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Look at that, something Gordon and I agree on. How about that? And mm-hmm. Howard, too. Today's a good day. Uh, come see us. Uh, price is so low to blow your mind. Our friend Tom joining us once again. And, Tom, I know you usually break out the good deals with, with Mac and Alumma, but you've outdone yourself today, my friend. Well, this was uh, a Gordon word, serendipitous. That is a good Gordon word right there. This situation, I got a phone call. We went and made a deal. I now have the deal. I have to move them. And so we said we're going to pass the deal on. And this is the best deal I've ever advertised if you need an adjustable bed. We've sold four of them, one in Orem, three here today. Sweet. We're talking about the very best company who makes adjustable bases. Same brand that Gordon's getting. Mm-hmm. Best of the best. Gordon's getting three bumps above this brand, but this base has the voice command where you can use your Bluetooth device, either Siri or Alexa, Google, Google Alexa. Home. Thank yeah, yeah. you for helping me. I was, I was <laughs> no problem. Can't remember that Google Home deal. We have it, and I don't even know how to use it. That's how bad it is at my house. <laughs> So my wife is saying, hey, Google, turn off the lights, and boom, the lights go off. It's pretty cool. The whole smart home thing, yeah. This does it to your adjustable bed. Sweet. I pulled it up. Anybody who walks through the door, I can show you on the website. It's fifteen ninety nine for the queen. The king is twenty two ninety nine. I'm going to do the queen with a made-in-USA gel-infused memory foam or gel-infused hybrid. The entire setup is $800. So the mattress it's too, including the mattress. Wow. The mattress is going to cost you eight ninety nine to ten ninety nine. If you bought it on the internet right. and they delivered it to you in a box, if you buy the base on the internet and I've looked, it's fifteen ninety nine. So put it together, thousand bucks plus fifteen ninety nine, twenty six hundred dollars. That's cheaper than anybody in Utah sells it. $800. Wow, amazing. That dramatic pause was purposeful. It, it was good. It was. I felt that. If you want the king, 1500 bucks. 1499 We'll do delivery and setup for 75 bucks. And anybody who buys it, it delivered and set I'm going to get the 25 bucks to the coach. Unbelievable. Love it. Helping out the Ron McBride Foundation at the same time. That's great. 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. Or as we mentioned, go say hi to Uncle Clayton. 86 East University Parkway in Orm. Very easy to do. How is Uncle Clayton? Doing well? He's doing good. That's what I like to hear. All right. We'll have more Big Show. Gordon's List next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know. We're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. 
How often do you see a pony wearing lipstick? Oh, cheddar. Cheddar the way it was meant to be. I don't care what you think. Cocaine doesn't lie. All right, I apologize. I didn't mean to be insensitive. I only have one Porsche. Only one Porsche right now, even. It's time for Gordon's List. Brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. Uh, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, price is so low to blow your mind. Uh, Gordon, what's uh, number one on the list? Number one on the list is uh, tomorrow's football game, BYU at UTSA, or actually UTSA at BYU. The Roadrunners rolling into town, and they are 3-1. and one. However, the three victories were punctuated last week by a loss to UAB. Jake, what do you make of this matchup? Oh, I think, you know what, I, I think BYU is going to roll. They're playing really well. Uh, the, the opponent is, is not terrific. The spread, that spread is really huge. Uh, I haven't looked at, at what it is today. I can I look it up, but in the 30s, I mean, you know, that's, that's a lot of points. So um, uh, I expect BYU to continue to play well. i, I got to be honest, Texas-San Antonio kind of in, uh, intrigues me, their, their story. Not that it's going to matter much in this game, but they've got a lot of resources, new program. They're trying to get some juice, great recruiting ground, as we talked to their head coach uh, about the other day. I'm curious to see where this program goes in the long run. Uh, but right now, you know, I, I don't give them much of a chance against the Cougars tomorrow. But I'm, I'm excited to see if, the Cougar, the, if BYU can keep it up. I mean, they've played so well throughout, really, almost every game they've played. Um, can they keep – do they keep that ball rolling? Well, it's, it's uh, as uh, we often hear on this show, it's not in the afternoon anymore, but uh, tomorrow's game is in the oh, afternoon yes. at one thirty. Is Too bad, too bad we can't thing? go. <laughs> yeah, nobody can go, right? But uh, but anyway, uh, the uh, Roadrunners they beat Texas State fifty-one to forty-eight, two overtimes. That one took. They beat Stephen F. Austin. I think that's the coach's. Is that the coach's alma mater? I think it is. Anyway, uh, they took care of that twenty-four to ten, and then they edged Middle Tennessee, a team that is not good, no. thirty-seven to thirty-five before losing last week to UAB. They do have, I think, the nation's leading rusher, a fellow by the name of Sincere McCormick. Great he leads FBS in rushing yards, 527, ranks second in rushing yards per game. What a great name, Sincere McCormick. I've never heard Sincere as a first name before. Have you? No, I haven't, but I, I love that name, too. Well, I, I think a big part of the reason he's having so much success, Gordon, is they don't have a quarterback. I mean, they switched. I think they switched twice in that game against Alabama, Birmingham. So they they went with one guy, benched him, and then brought him back because the the replacement was so terrible. So, I mean, I I don't I don't expect them to put up a ton of points on on BYU. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they can run the ball effectively, but I I would bet on that BYU defensive front at this point, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. Uh, however, watch out. UTSA has a good punter who's up for the Ray Guy Award, and they have a good field goal kicker. I read this earlier today. I hope I'm not misstating it, but he's hit like something like 18 field goals in a row or something. So well, watch out for that. We know uh, from the Matt Wells Coaches Show how important situational punting is. 
Hey, I know we make fun of that and whatnot, but I, I tell you one thing: if you have a punter who can who can switch fields, uh, switch uh, everything around with one swift kick, <laughs> that's that's fairly valuable. I just think and, it's funny that that AJ asked that question and and right out of the gate. In a, I can't remember what the final score of the game before that coach's show was, but it was that year where Utah State was just rocking everybody, <laughs> and and I think they they had punted like once in the game and and had blown out the other team by like thirty five. It's like let's talk about the punter. What about punting? I mean, how? I mean, how in punting, how is there – we just see the guy kick the ball. What details go into punting in situational football? <laughs> situational funny. football. Oh, man, that is funny. What is, what is, what is situational football? <laughs> no, I still don't know. Isn't all of football situational? I think it's funny that, uh, and we don't need to play this part of it, but when Scotty actually got there, because Scotty was late to a coach's show so uh, because of, of emergency traffic, so Ajay got the show started, and Matt Wells goes, thank goodness you're here. We were talking about punting. <laughs> I think punters are very valuable. I mean, we've seen yeah, that. Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares oh, about we that, Ajay. We want to know about the win. <laughs> We want to know about the wind. Oh, man. Tell us about the situational wind there, Ajay. Yeah, well, the wind can be situational. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk more about that later in the show. Yankees legend Whitey Ford passes away at 91 years old. Hmm. Sad. That's, uh, I mean, do you, have you guys, I'm curious to know whether Mr. Baseball and you, Jake, uh, know anything about Whitey Ford uh, since it was, Mostly in the 50s and 60s. Uh, the, only, the only thing I know is from stories, and, and it's been reiterated today with his passing, but he was kind of like a glue guy. He got along with everybody, and yet everyone could, if he if they needed to, he could stand up and yell at people, and they would listen and get in line, and boy, he could throw the ball, couldn't he? Yes, he could. And recently, it reminds me, Bob Gibson passed away recently, and I don't know if you guys know much about Bob, but in, in, in my days of watching baseball that may be one of the toughest pitchers i ever saw throw do you know anything about bob gibson uh other than he was really good not really <laughs> austin mr baseball that, i'm not as well uh, versed on bob other than he's a hall of famer and i assume he deserves it he was one tough cookie on the mound, man. I'll tell you that right now. All right, uh, J.R. Smith tweeted out. He said, I have a lot of talent. I could have gone pro in three or four sports. Uh, Which sports, did he say? I, 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 I didn't see that part of it, but I started thinking about uh, multi, multifaceted, multi-sport athletes, and, I mean, they don't come along that much anymore. It's because the kids are specializing when they're in the third grade, right? Yeah, and which I think is unfortunate. I think the multi-sport experience is, is uh, something valuable. Is it is it Coach Witt uh, that uh, – or who was it that really appreciated two-sport athletes? If you played a, a second sport, they recruited you harder. I've heard of a number of coaches, uh, coaches who feel that way yeah. at the college level. Uh, however – 
I'm telling you, at the junior level and at the uh, at the high school level, you've got to be a great athlete. You've got to be able to dictate your terms in order to make that happen. You've got to be so good that the coach can't claim you for just his sport. But if you're one of those guys who's just sort of trying to make the team and trying to have some impact, yeah, I'm telling you, a lot of these coaches say, uh, 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 not so fast, fella. You could have uh, you could have gone pro in in three sports, right, Gordon? And, and you picked <laughs> hockey, but uh, you you could have gone in in polo. Uh, I'm sure. Um, uh, what was uh, what was the other one? Uh, 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 High lie. Crew, no. weren't you a big crew, oh, crew guy? Crew, crew. That's right. It was crew, polo, and hockey, and you picked hockey. <laughs> Oh man, those were good days. Yeah, good days but indeed. I, I, I do. What's the Bill best? Huxley. What's the best uh, multi-sport athlete you ever saw? Is it uh, Bo Jackson? Oh, I think it would have to be. Although Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders, uh, De- Deion yeah. Sanders was was a good baseball player, and maybe you know maybe not an all star like Bo was. I don't know. Maybe Deion did make an all star team. I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, but having that kind of speed as your leadoff hitter. I mean, I just tell him to go up there and try and walk every time. Mm. Go step into a pitch, Dion. <laughs> they yeah. move it inside on you. Lead into that a little bit. You're a football <laughs> player. You're tough. You'll be fine. <laughs> just get on base. Have you guys been following this story about Greg Marshall? Yeah, I was reading a little bit about that today. That that does not sound good. Abusing players. Yes, Wichita State basketball coach. Um, he was investigated by a publication. I can't remember the name. Was it was it Stadium? Might have been. Anyway, and now he's being investigated uh, by uh, uh, NCAA folk for allegedly punching players, swearing at players, choking an assistant, hurling racial slurs at various folks. I saw, did you see the video of him going berserk, chasing down referees and yelling, yelling at them? It was frightening. It was freaking frightening. His wife was once thrown out of a game for being a a bit out of control. Uh, The program motto under Marshall there at Wichita State is play angry. (laughs) Um, Not angry like that. Apparently 30 former players and uh, folks associated with the program one way or another uh, said, uh, told uh, the uh, the publication that uh, Marshall uh, had either physically or verbally uh, had been either physically or verbally abusive. Mm. You know, this kind of story really ticks me off because who the hell are you? Who the hell are you to be able to treat players, other human beings that way? Give me a freaking break. I mean. I don't know much about Greg Marshall. Uh, I know he's done his fair share of winning, and he's been considered at various programs around the country. But this kind of behavior, if it is found to be factual, and I'm telling you, when you watch the video, it's pretty hard to deny it. But I, I just don't understand coaches who think that they are entitled to treat other people that way. They're not a general of a military movement. There, the lives aren't at stake here. Your ego is at stake here. That's what's at stake. 
and I just don't understand it. It's it's always bothered me. I don't like loosey goosey coaches who who are just you know. I mean, I like a guy who's paying attention. I like a guy who wants uh, a certain amount of discipline. I want a guy. I like a guy who is uh, who who takes his job seriously, but not like this, Jake. Never like this. What about a a girl? Does it have to be a guy? Uh, when I use the word guy, I mean it, it to cover the whole spectrum. <laughs> I see. Um, I, I don't know. Um, you know, there, there are people out there who are prone to get angry. Uh, you know, we, we uh, have one on this show, in fact. Um, but I, I think when you're working with young, young people that uh, you, you just can't let that anger take over. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I look back on some of my – I will say the vast majority of my teachers I ever had were, were absolutely amazing. But there were a couple in there that I am convinced had some anger issues. And looking back at it from my adulthood, think to myself, yes. wow, should you really have been working with kids all day? Because uh, you, you weren't really handling that very well. And, you know, coaching, I, I think, sometimes rewards that angry uh, behavior. You know, in this case, it, it turned to abuse, uh, which uh, I'm, I'm with you is, is never ex- uh, acceptable. But, I mean, you, you just can't. You've got to have patience to work with young people, right? And, and if you're prone to angry outbursts, you know, maybe working with young people isn't the uh, isn't the best thing in the world. Maybe why you should t- you why, should why? turn to barking at uh, sports radio hosts. Yeah, maybe do that. <laughs> why is it tolerated? <laughs> Austin why on it, Q, let's go to break. <laughs> why is it tolerated the way it is? I mean, it's it's. I mean, people in the inside the program know what's going on. Well, I know the reason why is because he was winning. Well, they're they're afraid of of um, uh, the consequences uh, right. for for complaining about the behavior. And uh, with good reason, I think, because more often than not, coaches uh, get the benefit of the doubt. All right, stay tuned. We're live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the Warehouse. We'll have more next on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Live from the warehouse, it's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Come see us, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Not Sports Report time, Gordo. Where are we going today? I have three items on today's Not Sports Report. I know that will please Austin no end. The first one, Jake, has to do with, uh, is it Maisie Williams? Is that how you say her name? Or is it Maisie? Maisie. It's Maisie, isn't it? She played Arya in uh, one of your favorite programs of all time, Game of Thrones. Um, She has an idea of how that series should have ended. And uh, I know some of our listeners didn't watch Game of Thrones, but it's, it's a little bit of a spoiler alert. But I I was very late to the game, as you know, about Game of Thrones. You liked it from the beginning and watched it throughout, did you not? I did. Uh, Sunday nights, every episode. I binge-watched the entire thing in three weeks. 
Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to see the final episode live. And so I did that. And there's been a lot of uh, controversy over how it ended. Some feel it did not end the way it should have. How did you feel again, Jake, to refresh our listeners? Oh, the last two seasons stunk. (laughs) <laughs> let alone the let alone the ending. The last two seasons were extraordinarily disappointing. So, how would you have ended the whole thing? Spoiler alert. Oh, I I don't know. Uh, not like, not like that. I I don't hate the the uh, the idea. I mean, King, because you get that you can kind of see it, them work their way to that. I guess throughout the story, but but it just ended so abruptly. It, it was it was um, it kind of went against the kind of concept of the show the show was so detailed and it almost plotted along you know and uh they the last two seasons they were just like all right we have to wrap up everything as soon as possible and it just okay sloppy how about the final episode with what's her name uh is it Daenerys Targaryen yeah Danny yeah Mm -hmm. she she uh was riding the dragon destroying all of King's Landing (laughs) that was great burning it and whatnot uh yeah, that that didn't really suit you, did it? No, you could see her Daenerys going that direction. You could see that coming. You can see a, me a going that away too. Yeah, she did. She did sort of show that side of her from time to time. And wasn't that sort of her heritage? Wasn't that? Wasn't she? Yeah, the she's daughter a Targaryen. Of the Mad King? Yeah, Targaryen. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay. what's what's what are we doing now? Mizey Williams, who played Arya, who's one of my favorite characters in the entire show. By the way, did you not like her? Yeah, Ari is great. Well, she, this was her opinion. She didn't mind so much uh, King's Landing burning and whatnot, but she thinks, um, she thinks that uh, she, her character, Arya, should have killed Cersei while wearing Jamie's face. Okay, yeah, that would have been cool. She, this is the quote. She said, I thought that's what Arya's drive had been. Uh, and, and that makes some sense because, right, her father was killed by Cersei, right? Mm-hmm. Or ordered to die via her. So, I, you know, I've got myself a serious um, desire to go back and watch that series again. You, did you get your fill? You, will you ever go back and watch that again? Uh, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm still waiting for George R. R. Martin to, to release the last two books. Um, cause I've read all the books too. So I, I don't know. I was so disappointed with the last two seasons. I don't know if I'd go back. And yeah. I understand where you're coming from a little bit, but some, so much of it is so well done. Now some of it was gratuitous and didn't need some of the stuff that was in there, but overall I thought it was really, really good. All right. The second story is a woman Jake was kicked off a plane, not allowed to board a plane because she was wearing a low-cut shirt. And she finally was allowed to fly when the pilot let her wear his shirt. <laughs> I don't think he took his shirt off. I think he had probably an extra uniform on there or someone. But I saw a picture of her, and she she looked fine. I mean, is there is there some kind of standard on airline flying that you have to – have a, 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 you know, an honor code kind of uh, attire? Uh, there is a standard. It's called the law. So if she's not breaking the law, then what's could, the matter with you? She, she wasn't breaking the law? 
Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. For crying out uh. loud, get the get your 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 judginess out of here. And uh, if 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 she's not uh, stark nude and breaking the law, then deal with it. Good heavens, yeah. what's the I matter with people? With that. that bugs me. All right, and then speaking of bugs, this is the last item here. Apparently. You know, around Halloween, there are the latest masks that uh, make fun of, of uh, recent events and, uh, and uh, you know, pop culture and mm-hmm. politics and all of that. Apparently, there is a Mike Pence mask and wig complete with a fly in his hair. Not a surprise. <laughs> with a fly in his hair. Now... This may be a lasting legacy of the VP debate that was right here in Salt Lake City at Kingsbury Hall. A fly in his hair. If you had been Mike Pence, would you have waved the fly off? Or would you have just. I don't think you knew about it. Okay. Can't feel a fly in your hair? Not with that much hairspray. I don't don't know. (laughs) Can you feel a fly in your hair, Gordon? I'm not sure. I don't know. I I think if he would have known it was there, I think he would have batted off, yeah. I'm going to change the subject because I'm not going to disrespect Mike Pence. (laughs) I appreciate that, Tom. How are you? We're at the warehouse. Tom on with us now. You like that transition? That was good. That's good. That was very good. Hey, we uh, we've had a crazy day here at the warehouse because I'm doing the best single deal I've ever done on a queen bed. I'm talking the very best brand in adjustable beds. I got an insurance claim. Uh, Jake, I walked you back there. Yeah, you got tons of them. Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, it happened yesterday. It was absolutely serendipity. So we took advantage of it, and we're giving it to you, the customers. Sweet. Through Monday. We're going to do a queen for $800. It includes one of the best bases in the industry, includes the Bluetooth device where you can activate it through a phone or through a Google Home or through uh, Amazon Alexa. I'm getting better. You are getting better. Uh There we go. Google Home. Google Home. Whatever you got. And uh, basically say, hey, honey. You're snoring. Raise his head, Alexa, and raises him up, and he quits snoring. How about that? And if it's your wife, don't tell her. Just raise her up. Just do it. Yeah, you'll get in trouble. (laughs) $800 for an 11-inch gel-infused memory foam made in USA. Not one of the cheap uh, imports. Nicer, nicer mattress. If you want the very best, I can do it for twelve hundred bucks. The mattress by itself is like thirty four hundred dollars. A fifteen inch gel infused, really nice mattress. If you want the king, fourteen ninety nine for an eleven inch, or if you want the fifteen inch, seventeen ninety nine. That's cheaper than the base by two hundred dollars. Wow! And the mattress is thirty nine hundred dollars. I just sold somebody. We just sold one, so got Sweet. another twenty five bucks for the coach. All that. right. Boom. How about that? That's a boom of all Incredible deal. Uh, Only through Monday. Gordon, we are delivering you. We'll text you. uh, Mike's setting it up for tomorrow morning. Perfect. Thank you. You appreciate it. You should make Mm -hmm. him do it it himself. No. You're being too nice here, No, we love Gordon. All right, 1825 South 300 West here in Salt Lake, or go visit their Orem location, 86 East University Parkway. It's the warehouse. Uh, Utah had media availability today with uh, head coach Kyle Woodyham and the coordinators. We're going to let you hear it next. Here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.